Hi, this is Dave Rose, founder of Undo the Hairball, and your host for the Building Your Legacy podcast. Each episode is designed to give you inspiration and information on your journey through empty nest and retirement planning. Through a series of interviews, book reviews, personal insights, and stories, my intention is to give you actionable, thought-provoking, stimulating questions that'll lead you to take action to build in your best life. It's my belief that the biggest motivator we have when we leave the workforce is to build a personal legacy that we can be proud of for generations to come. So sit back, relax, and enjoy building your legacy. Hi, this is Dave Rose, and welcome to episode six of the Undo the Hairball podcast. This episode is all about building your legacy. And as I discuss some of the topics today, I want you to think about how you can implement some of these things in your life today to build a better future for tomorrow. So let's get started. I really have six foundational pieces of your legacy. And again, I'm fond of acronyms. So we'll start with L and that's longevity. And when you think about your personal legacy, uh, one of the key components of that would be that you live a long enough life to build one. Now, those of you listening to this podcast are probably over 50, maybe over 60, and you've already lived a good full life. But you may be only halfway through. So what do you, what can you do to increase your longevity and have an impact on your family, your friends, and your community going forward? Well, I'm a big believer in some form of exercise. Me, I'm a pickleball player now. And so I play pickleball at least three or four times a week. I walk when I can. I have great intentions of using my Silver Sneakers membership as part of my healthcare program through Medicare and Medicare Advantage programs. I can't honestly say I've achieved that goal yet. Still a work in progress there. But I think it is important. Try to eat well. You know, my my philosophy is make the best decision I can make right now with every meal and snack. Seems to work pretty well. Um, I've lost 30 pounds in the last year and a half. Um, so I feel good about that. Still have more to lose, but I feel great. And uh, I'm able to enjoy my grandkids, Wild and Arbor, and uh, travel with my wife, Sue, and just uh, enjoy a good full life feeling healthy. Something else is uh, self-care. Uh, I think it's really important to also do things that just bring you some joy in life, uh, the simple things. Um, it could be as simple as every now and then, you know, pop that piece of chalk in your mouth and enjoy it. Part of that is meditation. Uh, a lot of people are into mindfulness exercises where you take a few moments every day and just allow your mind to kind of get clutter free. Um, I think a lot of us have done that on our computers in the past, back in the day, back in the Microsoft uh, uh, world before I moved into Apple, uh, it was a fairly frequent occurrence. I had to you know, clean my hard disk, if you will, and clear my cache. Well, those things are just as important for you personally uh, to clear your personal cache. A lot of stuff gets built up during the day, the week, the month, and it's good just to take some time and uh, clean that out. And mindfulness and meditation are two good ways of doing that. So when was the last time you meditated? When was the last time you tried a mindfulness exercise? Do you know there's mindfulness exercises on your Apple Watch? 
Uh, it's as simple as that. You can literally do it from your watch. So it's not that it's unaccessible. It's plenty of ways to get there. And I just encourage you to find the way that works for you and just invest a few minutes every day in those kind of exercises. Second thing after longevity is empowerment. And this is a big one. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion throughout your life about empowering. Um, you know, I was a business leader for a long time and everybody talked about empowering your people, <clears throat> which again is somewhat ironic that uh, the whole idea uh, to me of empowering is that people take the power, but uh, there was all this implication I had to give it to you. Um, it's more getting out of the way than actually giving empowerment. And so as you think about that for yourself, um, how can you empower yourself and others um, to do good in the world, um, to answer your call? Um, you know, some people talk about purpose and passion, uh, to find those things. How do you empower yourself to do that? And I think one of the best ways is to allow others to share in your wisdom. So as you think about your life and what you've accomplished, and again, you're facing either an empty nest or retirement phase of your life, think about how you can use all that wisdom and experience in the service of others. And that will empower them to go out and make a difference in the world, which is part of your legacy. As you think about the term legacy, a lot of people take a financial approach to it, which is certainly important. But I think if you think about it as an impact on the world from a human standpoint, you know, how did I impact people and attach names to it and think about certain individuals. In my case, certainly now I think about my grandkids. I think about my future grandkids and I think about how I can influence their lives, that they may have a positive influence on the lives of the people around them for years to come. As a member of a blended family, my wife Sue and I have um, two kids each. And uh, we've done a great job, and Sue's done a great job, <clears throat> of combining that family into one family. Um, Sue and I call it, they are our us. And I think as you think about your us, uh, for a more traditional nuclear family, your us is obvious, right? You're the ones that got married and uh, you had kids. And uh, at the end of the day, your us is that group of people. But for those of us in blended families, the us can get a little squishy, get a little uh, difficult. Uh, but in our case, Sue's done a great job of blending our family and uh, we have an us. So how do I empower not only my children, but my stepchildren as well? And that's another area of um, growth for me as I continue to learn how to do that. Uh, Sue and I always talk about we're proud of all four of our kids and um you know, we like to think of ways that we can help them. And obviously there's other parents involved in that and they all have an influence on those kids as well. So think about empowerment in terms of how you can help others um, in a complex web of relationships as we have today uh, throughout the world. You know, it's it's uh, there's tons of information out there for <clears throat> people to uh, listen to, to read, to listen to while they're driving. Uh, there's podcasts like this. There's a ton of information out there. And how do you go about giving your information and your wisdom to the people that can use it and will use it for the common good? I think that's a real important one. Obviously, volunteering is a great way to do that. Uh, we're looking forward to this Friday. Sue and my stepdaughter, Sophie, and I are going to go volunteer 
at a, uh, they call it Toyland, and it's a community project uh, here in the uh, Duluth-Johns Creek area where we help families who need help at Christmas time literally shop for gifts in a, in a room full of donated toys and gifts. So it's a really fun exercise, but we're empowering those other, those participants, I should say, we're empowering those participants to have some dignity around Christmas and uh, go through the process that many of us take for granted. That's another form of empowerment. The third leg of this is gratitude. Um, you know, there's a lot of cute little cliches and little memes out there about gratitude, have an attitude of gratitude and begin each day with the gratitude. Um, but it's a really core principle of building a legacy. If you don't have gratitude for the gifts you have in your life, for the blessings that God put on you in your life, it's difficult to transfer that feeling of gratitude to others. And we all have things that we wish were different, we wish were better, but we also have a lot of things that we take for granted. I think it's really important for us, especially in these transitions, empty nest and retirement, I think it's really important for us to look around and be aware of the things that we should be grateful for. As you are, one of the things you'd be grateful for, and especially as you move into the retirement phase, is your independence and your privacy. Um, those of us who raised children and uh, had some sort of job outside the home, uh, sometimes our privacy was difficult to maintain. There was just, you know, our kids and their friends and our work associates, and uh, it was hard to kind of carve out your little niche in there. It was also sometimes hard to feel independent because there were so many other people dependent on you, and it became an interdependence that you also had a burden on. So I like to think about in terms of maintaining and protecting your independence and privacy, especially in retirement, is a form of gratitude. Be grateful for the fact you have the opportunity to do that and take advantage of it in the service of others. Again, many people talk about purpose and passion, and um, while I think that's important, um, my focus is uh, much more simple than that. I think it's, it's th there are things in your life that uh, you've been gifted and you should be grateful for, and those are the things you should share with others that will increase their personal passion and clarify their purpose. In my case, uh, God has given me a specific call throughout my life, and right now I know what it is, and that's to help others in these transitions. And so I'm doing that. Um, and it's, it's, it's such a feeling of um, fulfillment every time I have a conversation with somebody about their retirement or their empty nest transition and how it, my words and my thoughts and uh, some of the workbooks and worksheets that I've created for them have helped them get that clarity. And so that's an area of gratitude I have to be able to help them. And then that gives them a place of gratitude as well for the work I've done with them, which I hope they pass on to others, which again is part of this <clears throat> very powerful personal legacy that I think is you know critical to our happiness as we move through retirement and empty nest transitions. Part of gratitude is just experiencing joy. And again, there's a lot of conversation about the difference between happiness and joy. Uh, I will just tell you that uh, do your own research on that. But for me, joy is a much more fulfilling emotion than happiness. And so I challenge you to go out there and experience joy. It's out there, but sometimes you might have to leave your house to do that. And so many people, as they move into the retirement phase, they kind of get into a rut, uh, 
tons of information and statistics out there about some of the me mental health challenges of people going through retirement. But I think one of the great ways to fight that is, is to go out and intentionally experience joy. So again, I, I challenge you to go out there and uh, do some Googling on joy and find some resources out there uh, that help you understand what joy is and how you can experience that in your life and then share that with others. I think it's a great way, again, of expressing gratitude. Um, another one is accept life changes. Um, again, especially with those of us in the retirement phase, you need to embrace your aging with grace and maintain a positive outlook. I know a lot of the people that I hang around with now, um, a lot of them talk about their physical ailments. It's, uh, I was at a party the other night and the conversation turned to knee replacements and hip replacements. Well, that could be a bit of a downer if you know you need one. That could be a bit, a bit of a downer if you had one and it didn't go well. So I really challenge you to embrace some of those things and look at them as new challenges for yourself and look at them as an opportunity to actually do more and be more once you go through those surgeries or treatments. And so experiencing aging is just something that uh, we all go through. And again, as the uh, first topic we talked about, longevity comes into play, it's actually a good thing to be aging. And you just have to you know, accept that and be gra grateful that you have that opportunity to age gracefully. And then the other thing that I think uh, a lot of people I've seen that I work with struggle with is forgiveness. And part of gratitude <clears throat> is forgiving yourself and forgiving others. The Bible's pretty clear about forgiveness and that um, you get that by grace through Christ's death. But I also think it's important for those people who maybe aren't Christian or don't have a strong feeling for what grace really is to just intentionally forgive themselves for their transgressions of the past and forgive others who have done something to them, uh, whether intentional or unintentional. It's such a freeing moment to, to give that forgiveness that it's another form of gratitude that'll bring some joy to your heart when you relieve that burden. All right, let's move on to awareness. Awareness is um, a, a topic that I worked on in the business world for years. Um, I used to have a, a program called Moments, and uh, it was all about being aware for the opportunities that'll come up in your life. It's another form of preparedness and awareness. I think as you retire, move through empty nest, it's a real opportunity to grow and develop yourself. One of the ways is um, keeping a, keeping not only abreast of current events and and maybe not through just Facebook or Twitter or X now as we call it, um, but also embrace technology. Um, I sit here as a 65 year old man who's editing my own podcast, um, editing my videos. I'm you know have a YouTube channel, and I've embraced the um, uh, challenge of learning more about the technology that's out there, and that's an awareness. Uh, that's looking what other people are doing. Yes, that's going on to TikTok and seeing what people are doing out there and understanding how TikTok can actually help people. Um, don't buy into all that's so negative and uh, all that. There's a lot of good things that go on out there. And I think we can provide a service through those kind of social media outlets if we embrace it and understand how to use it. So that's, that's an, again, a form of awareness. Another form of awareness is looking for new hobbies and volunteer opportunities. Um, again, it's very easy, especially in retirement, uh, to kind of get locked into your own little world. Those of you looking at empty nest transitions, it's actually easier. You have a whole world opening up to you as your kids leave the home. 
And uh, usually you have friends going through empty nests that are experiencing new things. They're taking dance lessons. They're taking guitar lessons. They're doing a lot of different things. Uh, for me, it's been pickleball. It's been, a, you know, kind of a, a new skill and hobby that I'm learning. Uh, my awareness for pickleball came from a church small group. And um, uh, Mercedes and Vernon came to our small group talking about their first experience with pickleball. My wife and I were open to the concept of trying it, and now we're full-fledged pickleball addicts. But you have to be aware of those opportunities. You have to embrace them, and you have to pursue them. So that's a key component as well. And also part of the awareness thing is being aware of who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, again, it's very easy in this world to find people who are negative, who are adversarial, who are constantly advocating a position that maybe you're not comfortable with. Um, and while it's important to have new thoughts and ideas, it's also important to give yourself permission to be around people who provide you a, a positive world. And for you to be that same person, so as your friends and neighbors become aware of your positive influence in their life, that'll help them build their personal legacy as well as you creating your legacy through people like that. So awareness is very important. The next one is community. And community is... Um, kind of a combination of all these things. It's really the lifeblood for those of us going through these transitions of empty nest and retirement and really any transition in your life. It's important to have people in your life. It's important to express love for your family, um, your friends, uh, the world we live in. Um, it's very important for to express that in your community. And that's as simple as uh, my wife and I live in a, a small town called Duluth, Georgia. And in Duluth, we have a nice town green that we live right across the street from in our downsized townhouse. And when we walk through town, we're very intentional about helping people take pictures of their family while they're in our town. Um, we're always looking for people who look lost or look confused or look like they're pondering, offering our advice and insights into our town. And that's a form of community that uh, we think is really important. And I think it helps again not only build our legacy, but helps other people build a legacy as well. I think the other thing that uh, as we grow older, as we age, is uh, having open communication, not only with our partners. I work with a lot of people whose uh, relationships shift during retirement. One may be retired, the other not. They both may be retired, but have kind of pursued separate interests. I think it's really important for those of us going through those transitions to have open communication. Yeah, you have to build that sense of community, not only with your partner and your family, but your friends as well. And uh, I think that's a really important piece of the puzzle as you look to uh, build a legacy is to be aware of those things and have open conversations with the people around you. A part of that I've just learned about quite honestly recently and part of my uh, uh, kind of metamorphosis here as I uh, move into the um, next phase of my life building this legacy is uh, connecting with old friends. I have found it very impactful just to reach out with people I may not have talked to for a while and just check in on them, ask them how they're doing. Uh, go ahead and use Facebook's birthday feature to send them a text rather than just post something on Facebook where everybody sees it, you're just one of many. Send that person a text. If you don't have their phone number, maybe you should get it and then can reconnect with them that way. That's another way to build community and have a positive impact on others. Finally, in this uh, six-legged stool that I'm building for legacy, the final one is you. Um, 
people going through retirement sometimes, uh, and there's plenty of humor out there about it. You'll see them um, wearing clothes they may not have worn to work. Uh, you see them wearing clothes uh, that their kids are just um, embarrassed by. Uh, they take less care of their personal appearance. They maybe don't for those of us, those of us men who uh, uh, maybe used to shave every day when they uh, were working. Uh, now we only shave once or twice a week. Um, there's a lot of things out there that you should care about your personal appearance. That's, that's important in your clothing, um, in your grooming, uh, those kind of things. And that goes back to the longevity piece and wellness and, um, you know, taking care of yourself. I think all those things are important to focus on you and make yourself capable, uh, to provide the kind of impact that, uh, is important when you're building your legacy. Another one is to, um, celebrate your accomplishments and your wisdom. Uh, it's okay to be proud of the things you've done and learned. And I think it's okay to share those and um, to show people that um, your life had meaning and now use that meaning to help others find their meaning as they go through their life. I think that's important. Um, respect the younger generation. Uh, in the last 20 or 30 years, there's been a lot of discussion about all the different Gen X and millennials and all that. We all have our kind of uh, biases on what those generations are and mean and do. Uh, but I think we need to drop those. And I know as a baby boomer, um, I don't fit many of the preconceived notions of people who think about baby boomers. Um, and so I think we have to think about that with Gen Z, Gen X, millennials, um, embrace the younger generation, talk to them, whether they're in your family, uh, your kids and grandkids, you need to listen to them. You don't have to do everything they say. You don't have to agree with everything, but you need to listen. You need to have an open mind. And I think as we um, learn to reconcile some of our differences with the different generations, I think we'll find some unique opportunities for growth. And again, that gives you an opportunity to impact those in a positive way and continue to build your legacy. Be willing to offer guidance to the younger generation. That's another great volunteer opportunity, but go out and do that. Find ways to help the younger generation grow and develop and uh, develop their values and their vision for their future. Don't worry about the future and don't dwell on the past. I think that's important as you think about you. Um, you know, the Bible tells us not to worry. Um, I'm certainly a big believer and I turn all things over to God. But uh, again, not everybody has that belief or that faith uh, or the conviction to do that. So if you don't, uh, just release yourself from the burden of worrying about it. The reality is um, you can only control so much of it. And if you focus on building your legacy, your future will take care of yourself itself. And then the past, uh, <clears throat> it's easy. I've talked a lot about some of the positive things that uh, you could uh, cherish and remember and be grateful for and share. Uh, but just as importantly is there's some things that you learned, uh, lessons in your life, and you want to share those. But don't let those lessons drag you down. Don't let those lessons inhibit you from helping build a legacy. So think about that as you think about you. And then do all the other things we've talked about in terms of your personal health and building community, being aware of being grateful. And that'll make a better you, which will make a better legacy for the people around you. So what does all this mean? It's being a bit more intentional. Again, as you go through empty nest and retirement transitions, uh, it's easy to get swept up in the momentum of uh, what life has to offer at that particular moment. But give yourself the time, give yourself the space, and be intentional about how do you use this newfound freedom you have 
for good, to improve yourself, to improve the people around you, to improve the community around you. If you need help with that, I certainly can do that. Um, I'm available as a personal coach. I'm available um, on my website, on my YouTube channel. Um, I have plenty of resources out there to help you kind of stimulate and grow. Um, the company I founded, Undo the Hairball, uh, my tagline is helping you get untangled one question at a time. And what that means is um, if you work with me, I will certainly help you. But a lot of it will be challenging you with the kind of things I just talked about today, challenging you to find those things in your heart and in your mind and in your soul and pulling those things out and using them for good. But I'm happy to help in any way I can. Check out my website at www.undothehairball.com. Uh, on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel at Undo the Hairball. And I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook at Undo the Hairball. So you can find me. If you Google Undo the Hairball, there's a good chance you'll find me. So I appreciate you listening today. Please share this with friends. Uh, have conversations in groups. Um, and again, any way that I can help you, please reach out. Uh, my email is undothehairball at gmail.com or go to my website. You can drop me a note there. So I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. And I look forward to talking to you again next month. Go out and make it a great day.